Welcome back to Bert on Bluetooth, episode 13 on the MVP Life. Mental, verbal, physical, think, say, do. Today I want to talk to you about something that I think is massively important for any of us that is trying to accomplish something. Um, I guess the best word I can come up with is of excellence in our lives professionally, personally, um, we hear lots of things about having goals for our life, the habits that it takes to get there, um, destinations we want to reach, dreams, desires, all of it, okay? But I think there's a battle taking place, and if you go back to the beginning of my podcast uh, some time ago, I started a little mini-series called A Battle Between Mindsets where I would take two competing ideas and talk about both sides. And there's two words this morning that are kind of like that, that I think they compete with one another. And then at the same time, I think one influences the other. And if we get the direction of which one should be coming first, then I think we have the potential to get the other one alongside eventually. But if we get it in the wrong order, it's like a house of cards. It's not a matter of if, but when the whole thing's going to fall. So let's talk about those two words. And I'm going to talk about them in the order that I think much of the world around us is um, wrestling with and struggling with first. So here's the order when I think we get it wrong. Wants and then needs. When we get it right, When we have the opportunity to build anything of significance and any kind of momentum, I think it's needs, then wants. I have no doubt that any of us have a massive number of wants in our life. I want this. I want that. And usually the first thing that we want is something that makes us feel good, right? Some kind of, some kind of security. And what that security looks like for each one of us um, is different. The wants that I'm talking about are I want to feel safe in the sense of, you know, seen, heard, and valued, and, and provided for. That's actually what I think the needs are. I think we need those things. Wants, the ones that I think we struggle with and that we can get wrapped up in far too easily and that will distract us is, I want for me this kind of award, this kind of accolade. I want for me this championship. I want for me this record-breaking profit. I want for me to be ranked at this point in my class. I want for me to be preaching in front of thousands of people. I want, I want, I want for me, for me, for me. When you get a group of people together, a team of any kind, whether you're in business, athletics, in the educational world, in ministry, any any group of people, your family, your, your friends, the moment that we put our wants in front of the team's needs, that's the house of cards. And we could probably stop right there, almost four minutes in, and there would be a lot to just stop and think about probably a lot of different questions that we could ask ourselves of how did we even get here? You know, when I talk about recruiting, um, oftentimes I'll talk about the word competition 
and what it really means to compete. And I've wrestled with this, but maybe I'll end up changing my mind at some point and how I say it. Maybe it'll sound like semantics. But here, here's what I've landed on most recently. The competition, the first thing is, can I compete with myself to be the best version of myself? Can I get a little bit better every day? Can I grow? Can I learn from my mistakes? Can I leverage that learning and, and kind of push into new areas? So competing with myself to be the best version of myself. Next is to compete for my teammates. That by doing the best I can for me, I'm by proxy doing the best I can for my teammates. That when I compete for them, I want the best for them. That I'll have their back. I'll go the extra mile to make sure that they're taken care of. That if they're struggling, I'll be the voice of belief in their ear so that they can go further. That they can feel stronger. That they can feel more equipped and more empowered. And then at the end of the day, we'll take that compete and we'll go test it against our opponent. So in business, you compete every single day to try to grow your brand, right? There's other brands in your space. In athletics, you get on a field or on a court or in a pool or wherever you are and you compete against an opponent. In education, you know what? Institutions of higher learning, yeah, they compete against each other for enrollment, to say to people like, hey, this is the place to receive your education. I get that. Even in K through 12, we compete community to community. Why would you move your family to a particular area over another area? Because you believe that there's something that's a part of that community, that school, um, that is aligning with what your beliefs are or your approach to how you want your kids raised. That's all part of it. In ministry, I think maybe that's where the rub's a little bit different. I see actually far too much opponent competition where the reality is we ought to be working together towards the same goal. So maybe that's where the metaphor falls off a little bit. But we, we understand, in essence, the idea of competing against someone else or another team. But it's when that competition against is within that the team structure falls apart. When someone believes, I got to get mine. I got to get my wants before the team needs. That's where the whole thing falls apart. And my challenge today to you as a leader is to look at your group of people that you are leading and identify what the needs are individually, what the need is for the team collectively, and then begin to have conversations to get to know your, your players, your team members, and try to figure out, are there obstacles in the way that I can influence in a positive way um, that we can remove out of the way? You know, sometimes I think, obviously, we understand what the word selfish means. And myself included, we can all be selfish and say, well, I want this. And inherently, right up front, I don't even mind that you want something. But are you willing to check it? Are you willing to say, okay, I want that, but is it what's best for us right now? For us to go where we want to go, is that what's best for us? And if you're willing to set down the want and lift collectively the team need, then it's still healthy. The, the presence of the want isn't the problem. It's the vision of only seeing the want that becomes the issue. So if you're able to set down the want, you're on your way to something positive where you can see the collective need of the team. 
but as the leader, can you kind of see from a distance where the wants are beginning to stack up and become a brick wall in front of the need, becoming an unnecessary obstacle in the path of the team? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I watch different kind of teams, kinds of teams compete, and I'm sure we've all seen it. Um, you see massive talent on one side, and you see a team that everybody says, I don't know if they can really compete with that team. Um, and then they turn around and beat them. And everybody goes, well, what was it? And every time, it's some form of belief in one another, trust, relationship, vulnerability with each other. Um, they do life together away from the competition in such a way that by the time they get to the competition, the thought of an individual want being greater than the team's need is so far from reality that the team that had all the talent in the world was more focused on wants than needs and it fell apart. And I think, you know, as I talk about sport, I'll come back to this. I come back to it once in a while as a refresher that there's five core areas. And this is with any team, not just sports, business, again, education, ministry, whatever. Like if you really look at it, and you're trying to figure out how do I be, how do we become a more healthy team? The reality is, it starts with technical ability. You got to be good at something, right? So what are you what are you great at? Leverage that. Second is tactical. That's your strategy. Okay, what are you great at? So strategy is how are you going to do it. But I think so many times within teams, that's the focus. That's the Monday morning meeting. Okay, what are we great at? How do we leverage it? What's our strategy? And that's it. And we focus so much there that then we get buried in the wants. Well, I want to be able to get this sale today, so blah, 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 I need. Well, that need is actually uh, not a team need. It's an individual need. You know, it, it's the next three things, I think, that really unlock things for us. So our technical ability, what are we great at? Our tactical strategy, how do we do it? All hinge on the next three. One, psychological. What's our identity? Who, who are we really at the end of the day? Because you can have all the ability in the world, but if your ability and your strategy for how you're going to leverage that isn't rooted in your identity, it's not a matter of if, again, but when it'll fail, you're going to come to a point where you're trying to be somebody else. And your wants are going to get in the way of the team's needs because you want to be in first place. You want this. You want that award. You want that big sale. And the reality is, it doesn't stand a chance outside of being rooted in who you are. Secondly, of the final three, social destiny. I believe it's our destiny. People talk about that word a lot. Our destiny to serve our face off, to be a great teammate. It goes back to that competition. Who are you competing for? Your teammates. Compete for them. Go to battle alongside them, not with them. Don't go toe-to-toe -to -toe and head-to-head -to -head with them. If you're in an athletics environment and you go and you're like, hey, you're competing against this guy for that spot. Listen, I don't I don't believe in it anymore. I don't believe you're competing with a teammate for a spot. I can I believe you're competing for him. I believe you are for your teammate to have success if you really care about your team. So you're going to work really hard, but you're going to do it for him. You're going to do it with yourself and for him and then let the dust settle. You know, I heard it once said in an environment, in a training. Um, where I was sitting and listening to someone who I think is just massively brilliant. Um, the head of 
youth soccer for an entire state. And I was listening to his approach to teaching. And he said, you know, at the end of the day, you, you don't even need to really be in the room as an adult from the perspective of picking teams. Kids can pick teams. Kids on a playground can, can do kind of playground pick them. And their inherent value is equality. Their inherent value is to make things even so that the competition is more fun. It's what we do as adults when we start stacking things, right? So I believe that even as younger kids, kids understand that there's that social destiny piece of be a great teammate. I remember very early on when our daughter, who's now 20, first started playing soccer, and I think she was four years old. And I remember her on the field, and you get all these little kids out there, right? And that's that whole amoeba soccer thing where they're just traveling in a pack. Wherever the ball goes, all of them go, right? And everybody wants the ball, but then all of a sudden the adults start yelling, like, take the ball, get the ball, take it away from him, take it away from her. And I don't remember her exact words, but I remember our daughter being so confused that for the first few years of her life, we have reinforced day in and day out about sharing. And then we get in competition and we start screaming, maybe not screaming at that age, but we start encouraging the, the idea that you're supposed to take that from someone else and, you know, take it away from the opponent. We understand as adults, but all they get as a kid is, why wouldn't I want to share that? And I think it's really interesting because, again, it's an extension of that idea that inherently I think is in children that at some point we lose focus on, can we share, can we embrace social destiny, serving others, servant leadership, can we put other needs before our wants? Now, listen, I get it. We weren't telling them to take the ball away from their teammate. But all they hear is take it. When we should be talking and focused on the thing that we're teaching them to share within their own team structure. Because if you share well within team structure, guess what? You don't lose the ball as much. But when you try to do it individually within team structure, it's not a matter of if, but when that ball is going to get turned over. That, that works in any environment. So if you're in business, go ahead and try to be the best salesperson in isolation. Don't talk to anybody else. Separate yourself from other people. Don't bother with best practices. Don't even try to figure out how you can grow. At some point, even if you're successful individually, you're going to be standing on whatever podium it is for whatever award you win. And outside of financial gain, who are you celebrating with? It's far more empty to celebrate alone than it is with a team and to realize that you were able to go further, to realize that you were able to bless other people on your team so they could go further. So that's the social destiny piece. And the last one is that physical legacy that we all want to be remembered in some kind of way, right? We want to be able to say, if we're being honest, that we've made some kind of positive impact. I don't think anybody goes... Boy, at the end of it, when it's all said and done, I want my legacy to be that I took advantage of every person in every situation I was ever in to promote myself and what it all cost. I don't think that really exists. Inherently, I think, again, we want to be remembered for positive things. We want to be remembered for making an impact on and in the lives that we've been blessed to lead and serve with. So those are those five core areas, again, that maybe those things can serve as a reminder of, What's more important right now? What I want or what we need? 
You know, we talk about on the team that I coach playing positionless soccer. I've had guys for the last couple of years play positions that maybe weren't their primary, they weren't their primary position, that maybe they didn't even want to, like deep, deep, deep down, but they did it because it's what's best for our team. And we've had some pretty remarkable outcomes, I think, as a result, um, not just as a team on the scoreboard, but within our own culture, I think I've seen, I, I know I've seen growth. I watch smiles show up on faces that maybe they don't even realize are there when they have all these little kind of mini and micro breakthroughs of doing something that maybe they didn't realize they could do. And when you start adding that all together, it's, it, it actually goes from addition to multiplication that I've said this before. I said this with a business client yesterday that I think growth sometimes um, really starts to kick in when we can do addition by subtraction so that we can multiply. The subtraction piece is this. Can we subtract our wants so that we can multiply our team's needs? Can we take our preference and our pride out of the equation and add in what is best for our teammates and our team collectively? And whatever role you're in, whatever industry, whatever environment, um, again, maybe you're getting ready to go into a big business meeting and this sale is the biggest thing, the biggest moment. Maybe it's not an individual sale, but this meeting has the, the, the possibility of changing the life of the organization that you're a part of. Before you walk into the room, maybe it's time to ask instead of what do I want to come out of this, to, to be what do we need to come out of this so that we can make the impact that we want, so that we can leverage the thing that we're great at, so that we can do it in a way that, that serves others, that supports others, that honors our identity, and one day we'll leave that legacy of impact that we're looking. Because I think sometimes we get our eyes on the prize, if you will. We get our eyes on an accolade, an award, a podium, and we become so obsessed with that outcome that we lose sight of who we are, who we serve, and how we want to be remembered. And that's kind of where I'm going to leave this one today, that if your team right now, and I've been there as a leader, I've struggled with it myself individually. I've had my eyes on what I want instead of what the team needs, even that I'm leading. But if you think maybe, just maybe, you're struggling right now and you, and you got off on the wrong exit, and you, a little bit of a detour to what the team needs are, go back and just ask yourself, is, are the decisions that we're making collectively honoring who we are, who we're called to serve, and ultimately how we want to be remembered and how we do this. And if you're doing those three things, good on you, stay the course, just keep taking the thing that you're great at and applying a strategy. No strategy is going to be perfect. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. Um, you're going to bring the best attitude, and the best effort in the world, and you're still going to lose on some days and that's okay. I think it's when we bring our best attitude and our best effort to be who we are, serve who we're called to, that we, that we can get excited that over time, the legacy will take care of itself. So wherever you are today, I want to encourage you as you think back to the root of this podcast, mental, verbal, physical, think, say, do. How can you look at it differently? How can you speak about it differently? And how can you act accordingly as a leader and as a team? I believe in you. I believe that excellence and significance is 
hard. <laughs> and I think we live in a world that wants to convince us, or at least try, that it's easy. And you're going to have to live in some valleys um, when the world says, just keep your eyes on the mountaintop. But if you stare at the mountain when you're in the valley, you'll lose your footing. You'll slip, you'll fall, and you'll wonder why you're still in the valley. It's okay to be present in the valley and do the things on a day-to-day basis that you need to to walk yourself and work yourself out of it. That's my encouragement for you today. You won't be there forever. You won't be in that downturn forever. It's coming back. You'll, you'll climb. You'll learn. You'll grow. Keep your eyes on the needs of those around you. Keep your eyes on the needs. Of, and I'll say this before we leave. I don't want to lose sight of this, that none of what I just shared today in these 20 minutes means ignore your own individual's needs um, so that the team can succeed in a way that doesn't become healthy for you as a person. You know, yesterday uh, was a reminder of Mental Health Day, and it, it, that should be every day. So I do believe it's a both and that you can take care of and serve the team needs while also taking care of yourself. So they go together. So don't lose sight of that either. So that as you take care of your body, and I always use the, the, uh, the story, the example, the analogy of when you're on a flight and they tell you, hey, listen, if this thing starts to have an issue and the oxygen mask falls from, the, from above compartment, apply it to yourself first before you go to help others. Because if you don't, you're going to be laying there passed out. You're not going to be able to help anybody. At that point, it won't matter what the needs of others are. You won't be able to help. So you do have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And I think you get the point with that. So I love you. Take care of you. Take care of your team. Um, I believe in you. I really do. Uh, We may never meet. This may just be my voice in your ears and encouragement. I don't need to know you to believe in you because I know that you have something special on the inside of you. Every single one of us does. So chase that thing down. Feed the needs. The wants will take care of themselves. I love you. Have a great day.